0: We some intro music. So. The gypsy, the gypsy. I mean, <laughs> I'm screaming. the gypsy Okay, you know what? I don't, I don't know where I'm I was walking at you I was know, I don't hey. even. We can't even do this. We can't even intro. Oh. Jesus. I ain't say nothing like this.
1: Hello. Uh-huh. You know what?
0: <laughs> if if there was ever a time to be specific, that would have been the quality time. But it's fine, I you can't. know. I, I just, people just gotta see us fight. Seek out, friend. I didn't know. I didn't know that I I needed to be that specific with you. I mean, if you say you wanted to get us walking in, I was just going to come around, sit down. Like, I thought that was going to give more of a, because I'm you want, you want walking in from where? We ain't going to do
1: nothing. So I ain't going to
0: have Sitting down.
1: And you, you, I mean, if, you want, if
0: it was just us sitting down, we could have just sat walk, down. Walk, 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 walk. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. <sighs> And I want all of this, all of this on there.
1: Welcome back to the Seacoat Podcast.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
1: Um, you know who I'm gonna be today? I'm gonna be Taylor Rooks today. You black Taylor women Rooks. in sports. Can you be Taylor Rooks?
0: <sighs> black women in tech, uh, that's if it fits it does i feel like let's go with stephen a smith i'll just be a black man in sports okay let's just, okay since he's real popular this week fair he's real popular fair. um wait stephen a smith or shannon sharp no stephen a smith what did
1: he do you didn't see the interview on sherry no i didn't i didn't watch oh, it i didn't see shannon looking all scroll with that sweater looking back like. I'm screaming.
0: Oh, I, 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 didn't I saw see a Shannon. clip of it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't see Shannon. But see? Um, Swap. Swap! There we go. This is all Shelby's church announcements. Um, but I'm going to just go into that now. So, the first part of our episodes are always going to be Shelby's church announcements. And really, I'm just here to help y'all to what I feel like y'all should be listening to, watching doing whatever have you um, that's that's really all the purpose of that is so we're gonna but you know also may sprinkle in a little popular topic every now and then so this is gonna be the popular topic a because top. a little hot top because yeah. Steven sat on the couch and he said uh, you know I don't think Brianna needs to be basically saying I don't think Brianna needs to be doing the Super Bowl because love her great gal, but not Beyonce. And Sherry's like, well, come on, Steven. Like, cause Sherry already knew the right. Navy was not, y'all not finna come for my show because he got on this here couch and said, so she's like, come on, Steven. She can hold her on. She can hold her on. She can do. He's like, I love her music. I listen to, you know, it's giving great gowns, beautiful gals, but not Beyonce. Beyonce. And for performance, the man wasn't wrong. We're not going to sit here and act like Rihanna can give a Beyonce performance. But at the same time, the girls have been waiting for Rihanna for a very long time. And we love what she does. We love what she gives us. We love to see her um, in every sense of the word. And I just feel like she's going to give us a great show. But it might not be Beyonce. And then he's he wasn't wrong.
1: But why? Why? But why, did why we did have to do that? Say that? Yes, like, we why, have where, to do where, that?: Yes we did not have to. Was you saying that' supposed to get Beyonce on the ringer and have her?: be right. like Rihanna. This one out. There was no purpose. <laughs> I got it, sis. I need to warm up before mm-hmm. my tour. Um, I did actually see that clip of him saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my thoughts. Like, why did you need to say that? You know, no, yeah. You, I you, mean, that was my you, thought. You could have just left it. that out completely, but maybe he was just trying to be salacious, and it obviously worked.
0: I mean, his job is to salacious. Be provocative. Yes. <laughs> be provocative. Get the people going. Like, so it, that's what the man is used to doing but much like Sherry said the next day she's like he's not used to sitting in front of a couch of women Mm -hmm. and sitting on show that mainly women watch and saying these things because that's not what these women are asking for And he, I don't think he knew that before he came on apparently he did apologize and Sherry was like I really don't think he needed to apologize Um, he said how he felt and did the things you know, can't, she was like, I can't say that he needed to apologize because she was like, I would like to think that we're in a time where you can just have an opinion and kind of go with it, especially one that's not, while yes, a slightly problematic, wasn't hurting anybody in a real, like, right. it, it wasn't hurting somebody in a real way. So it's just like, I can't say that I feel like he needed to
1: apologize either, but hey. Salash. Salash. And, um, I guess in the in the spirit of salating, salathing, salathing, give us all the salathe. Yeah. I like salathe. I enjoy that salish. in my spirit. Salathing. 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 Um.
0: Have we? Go back. <laughs> Insider, it's fine
1: <laughs> for those of you who've been uh, with me at least for some time y'all may recall that I used to have this little ditty um, small little ditty um, you know just chronicling my life falling apart getting a divorce no big deal um, but it Nothing was major. called the pick me podcast <laughs> and the topic of it was Black Millennial Relationships. And so, as we are, uh, or have revamped the Seek Help podcast, um, you know, the Pick Me pod wanted to make an appearance too, because... The Pick Me's still there, baby. Well, no. We we need help as a a people. Our, we're not doing well on the relationship front. Well, Um, tell us why, friend why are we not doing well on the relationship front I I mean you know that's what I thought we were going into but Um, it doesn't no that's a big question why do I think that black people in particular are failing at having relationships we no longer prioritize the skills necessary to have healthy relationships and the skills necessary to have healthy relationships are no longer integral in our daily lives like they once were, Um, even if you just- Do you you believe
0: that they once were?
1: I do, um, as a means of survival, if nothing else, there was a level of respect, there was a level of decorum, there was a level of things that us as people of color had to have in the same way people like to say, oh, well, because of feminism, now women are all out here acting like hoes because we're not slaves anymore. We're like, oh, I don't have to do this, I can behave however I want to mm-hmm. and take me as I am, or it's you know someone else's fault. And so, I think that overall, there's a lot more nuance to it, but I think because we don't care to have those skills, like it's almost like we can oh, well, my mom never taught me that, or, oh, I I didn't grow up in a two-parent home, so you can't expect me to... You know, it's like Mm -hmm. there's always a reason why people don't have to be decent people. And in the black community in particular, I feel like we are leaning super hard (laughs) into that. Um, This is not a black man, this is not a black woman thing. All of us collectively are leaning a little bit too hard into the idea of take me as I am I get to be who I am and who I am does not have ramifications for my family or community at large and it does. I don't think that we're showing up like when I was talking about like decorum and stuff like that. We're not showing up like we are a representation of our people the way we mm. used to, like, we used to have to enter in a room and know if I go in here and do something stupid, they are gonna be thinking all black people are gonna be doing <laughs> that's, this. That's fair. And we don't do that anymore. Like, yes, we have a variety of images of black people and what they look like. Um, however, there are still tons of white people who have never met a black person there, there are, are still tons of people who do not live with black people or if they do there's one or two and then the only two black people like That's so true. when someone comes across you as a black person um, it's like I don't think about this even black person to black person it's like oh I can look down on them because they're one of those blacks or whatever they get like I don't need to pour into them. I don't need to give Mm -hmm. them advice or help them because either they don't care or they already know it all. Maybe the issue is that we've all started making assumptions about other people. I don't know. Um, But what I do know is that we are not, we're not building community the way that we need to. We're not pouring into our youth. Um, We're not mentoring people, and we don't think people need it. It's like you can find everything on the internet. So I don't need to ask my grandma how to make a sweet potato mm. pie. Like there's, mm-hmm. we're losing recipes, we're literally losing recipes. And so, um, for me, as you know, the resident me princess, it's so much less about being chosen and being in a relationship, I would say than being in relationship because I am in relationship with all black people across yeah. the yeah. diaspora by way of being black. And so it's important to me that we discuss these skills while we are telling y'all to seek help, that we are doing our part to help y'all with this, because we're losing the Meemaws and the Papa's. We're losing our aunties. We are, the, we are starting to take the charge of being the adults that are pouring into the community. Right? We need to be out here making sure the kids are okay and and you know reaffirming them and letting them know like hey black girl you're beautiful hey black boy it's more than money and rap cards and and like we have to be the ones to do that um and so it's like again we have to step outside of ourselves as individuals and, and think about well what does this portray about my community and is that something that i would be proud to stand beside um is that something that I would be okay with owning? Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess that that's my little
0: spiel. Yeah, I mean, you had a different take, um, which I wholeheartedly agree with. I, I just, I, when I asked that question, I was thinking about it more from the perspective of, I just feel like there was a lot of secrecy back then that um, made up, like, let me put this into perspective in a real way. So I feel like I use this example a lot for you. So you'll have heard it before, but they won't. The Braxtons, when they were all with Ayama Mm -hmm. and she was talking to them and she was like, you know, so what are these values that you've built, you know, that Braxton family values, what have y'all done? And they're just like, you know, well, goes on in the home, we don't have to talk about it out there, and da da da, da and like, they were saying things along those lines, and she was like, so secrets. <laughs> like, and I'm like, because that is a lot of the ways that people think, that's why when they went out, it was, were, that's how I've always thought about it. Like, when they w- were going out, we looked put together, because nobody needs to know that I have three families yeah. out here. Like, that's, that's why I said, is there? Because, or like, was it that way? um because I just feel like there was a lot going on more going on than we knew about but I think Um, I
1: I, and I to speak to us losing recipes we don't keep our secrets in-house anymore and um, I'm not saying that that's justified but even in the example that you gave they they can talk about it like oh what happened I bet you all their neighbors and aunties and people knew yeah yeah people knew but it's like I, I i don't know and this is this is something that i've always found interesting is the adjective i'll use about the mm-hmm. hispanic community because we everyone has problems but the way that they handle their problems mm-hmm. the way that they um keep it in-house the way that yeah. they show yeah. up to help someone yeah. when they have a problem um it's something great. that i'm like us as a community need to emulate um but instead we like shame people. Yeah, or well Which I they, they don't keep know everything in house. Maybe a little mean. But, <laughs> but my point is like we don't do that. We're gonna shame you. We're gonna blame you. The same way that we give away our accountability, we're gonna blame you for being in a situation instead of trying to figure out how can we prevent it from happening again and how can we get you out of it. We're just gonna mm-hmm. sit there mm-hmm. and stare and watch you and tell you that it's all your fault. And then be like, girl, let me tell you, Johnny ain't da-da-da-da-da. like. No, where's? <laughs> can we pick ourselves, please? Can we pick our community? Can we pick our people? Can we I start? Agree. I agree. Like, if you know that someone is on family number three, why won't you connect him with your uncle that's on family number four but stopped on four and is happily married, so that them two can figure out how we can st- like.
0: A lot of it is rooted in well, if you act like you fine, then who are me to come? That's that's what the people are thinking. If you're sitting there if and then, and acting like you're
1: fine, then who are me to come Us, in and do acting that? like we're fine is a residual it of is. slavery. It is. <laughs> like put it that is. on the top of the post-traumatic slave disorder list because again, much like this decorum, we've always had to be okay. Right. So what you even right. asking me for? You know what's wrong. You you know what's wrong. Let's get there. Why is you asking me if I'm okay? You know I'm not okay. You you gotta see me in a corner, balled up, crying, to offer me some help. Some people do.
0: Some people do. That's real
1: well. Sad. If that's you, mind your business and don't be saying nothing to nobody about I me. Agree. Because when you had the opportunity to help, you chose to gossip. When you had the opportunity to support, you chose to shame. Uh-huh. So don't be. <laughs> 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 that's what that's. Don't do don't, don't be over here worried about what I got going on on today. If you're going to worry, worry. Worry. In, in a real way. Not just messy so you can have something on the phone to chit-chat about people. Because you know what's going on. And again, the point of this is that it is our duty. When we see these things, we should be the ones intervening. Our parents, our grandparents, they owe. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. The world That's has changed fair. so much for them just in the last 20 years. They can't keep up. They got whiplash. They still trying to figure out how to text. We can't put this responsibility on them because they can't equip people to live in this world as they are actively struggling <laughs> just with the basics of this world. That's not to say that we not struggling in this economy. The basics. It's not to say that we not struggling, but we can adapt a little
0: bit quicker. You so, are have to struggle. Every area, I think that's the point of it we all. Know, we know that's how to Google everywhere. Like, we know how to in Google every arena. You can
1: set up Alexa, like, there are a lot of options. Your parents can't, them plugging in Alexa and going on the app is a 42 minute undertaking. Like, no, so it's right mm-hmm. there, but yeah, so that's that's what this pick me portion will be about. Um, honestly, we had. If you. Hold on. Start all over again. You're doing great. Forgot what I was about to say. That it's alright. Because um, I was cool. going to introduce the show. That's fair. That's, That's better. You're doing great. Thank you so much, Fred. Love this.
0: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's what you got to
1: as you all can tell, we're not in our normal digs for our shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> we're at a very special place with a very special, special
0: person. <laughs> no, really. She's she's amazing.
1: I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. No, it's, seriously. She's this, amazing. Y'all just need to watch the interview. I got so much right. from it. And we know that y'all will too. Right. So get into it. Um, and... This is, this is what the Seek Podcast looks like. This is where we're going. We are trying to... Um, not trying to. <laughs> we are. We are. We are. We are highlighting our peers, millennials. Yeah. People, like I just said, who have the charge. <laughs> right. And going through their journeys with them so that other people... In general, the age really doesn't matter, can understand that there is no one path to success. There is no one way to follow your purpose. Um, but there are ways that you can know better and do better yeah. and be better. Yeah. And so um, our guest today really illustrates that so well. everything. <laughs> so well um, about making the best choice for you yeah even though it may not look right to other people even though it may not have the finances attached to it that you like even though it may not you know look like what you think it's supposed to look like making that choice trusting that that's the right choice for you and then just pursuing that purpose and that path um so yeah it was honestly such a pleasure Amazing. and privilege to talk yeah. to this young lady she's let us post up that's it in the crib um literally this is her house literally because
0: <laughs> when is what asleep when are you go when home? She at home
1: um so we're gonna get into that um yeah follow us at being unbecoming <laughs> and that's sold by shelby But <laughs> i'm about and welcome back to the seek help podcast y'all Burr, 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 burr. We're back and we're black? Rhoda Young. <laughs> <laughs> do you lie? Rhoda Young <laughs> is back. I'm kidding. Okay. We are um. here. I had to pull it out.
0: Where, do, the comb? Yeah. The We had <laughs> <Where? laughs> <Where are you laughs> that the whole day. The, these the, I, I, these I, pockets I, I, are real thick, you know. It's, everything's great. Oh, yeah, I love this. It's this Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, okay. We're here. We're going to hold it together. I thought we we're going to grow up one day. Today's not the day. Never is. Hello, darling! Introduction!
2: Hello! My name is Amira Chaudry.
0: Yes. Yes. Come on. I you am
1: the
2: Director of Operations at <clears> the throat> throat> University of Maryland, College
1: Park. Period.
2: Yes. Okay. And, um... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. Seven, out of
2: seven. Oh my God! What? Two uh, thousand and one. Yes, oh um, that is a in- Period. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's twenty-one years. Yeah. That is insane. Oh, we're so old. A
1: long, time. Period. Time. Period. That's, that's a long periodical yeah. time. Period. Made up with love, people. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen five. This is strong. Strong. Um, so you know, since third grade to so now, what is I'm screaming I just, I made it to fourth. So. No, made it a little
0: bit further than
2: that. No, I,
0: gosh, give fifth.
2: It's, it's,
0: <laughs> I can't, can't. don't um, look us anywhere. Yeah, sorry. no,
2: at all. Period. Okay, so obviously, here at Maryland, but I. Graduated from Maryland. I left Hampton in 10th grade and then came to the University of Maryland for undergrad um, in kinesiology, exercise science. I was a water girl, hydration specialist. Um, which I think I just wanted to be in sports yeah, because yeah. growing up in Hampton it's such a sports area. And so I was it like, is. I love sports. I really don't know what I want to do. My entire family's born. They want me to be a doctor. Not of doing course, that. And so <laughs> undergrad was like, oh, I started as a bio major. I was gonna. like, you know, be a doctor and like started working with the team. I was like, wow, really like physical therapy, like athletic training. And I was like, as I got through it, I was like, man, this is more my speed. My senior year, they were like, beer, you can't really do it anymore. We got to teach new people. I was like, sad. Started working upstairs, which was like the administrative area, management. And I loved it. I was mm-hmm. like, love to know what to do, love organizing, love event planning. That's my thing. <laughs> so then um I loved operations. I was like, that's cool. Had to get a job, had no money in sports where a lot of you does not make a ton of money up front. Yeah. And so I was like, <clears throat> I'll get a job, work on weekends, like help you guys on weekends, do game day, do the fun stuff. Right. Um right. worked work with Dr. K, orthopedic surgeon for the cap, so I still got to do sports. Yeah. Was working with Georgetown Antoine basketball, but then he had a private practice. I didn't care about nobody's knees. Yeah. Their knees, their shoulders. I did not care. They were out for the opioids. And so. Then, <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Um, no, like I was just like, Dr. K, I love you, hate them, get yeah. do it. Working yeah. Working at Maryland, it was great. I was like, I gotta go back to sports. I applied to sixty jobs. No joke. And it was like,
1: I can qualify. I got a college degree. Right. but Like I should be getting a secretary job. Right. I, can, I can do
2: right. that. Um, and it's, I wasn't getting a call back, and I was just every day, and it, it dawned on me when I applied to Arkansas. And I was like, so if like, you're a sports fan, it's like, okay, that's the SEC, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what would I do if I even got this <laughs> And I to renegotiate with myself. I said, I might need to get out of this situation. Like, might need to stick with medicine. Might need to keep going down the physical therapy route. Um, and I didn't. I, I got a call back from UCLA. Mm-hmm. And God knew that he couldn't put me anywhere because I'm of color. And I just like I can't live. I I've lived in Hampton, I lived in Texas, I lived in D.C. So it's like there's a select places I can go. Yeah, yeah. And I got a call back from UCLA for literally an administrative assistant position. I was like,
1: okay, for a smooth forty thousand dollars, right. I'm like, gonna <laughs> <been> <laughs> <time." laughs>
2: so go move to Los Angeles. And they flew me out. And I'm the type like I was so nervous. I got off the plane, and i would never been to Los Angeles in my life. I am twenty three years old okay, here we go. Went to the hotel, waited for them to pick me up. <laughs> didn't leave my hotel, didn't know where I was. And everyone was like, oh, sunny California. It was gloomy the entire mm-hmm. time. Because it was like March, and it looks like what it is look at right now. It's like super gloomy. They picked me up, showed me UCLA, and I was in love. I was like, and I just read about it. Like, I didn't even think it was a real school. Like, you you just never you just I'm from the East Coast, That's born fair. and bred. That's fair. Never been nowhere but up and down the it's East Coast. G- so D- like, my my
0: um. I
1: went
2: to Disney at 16. I wasn't going much else. Like yeah. that was it. And so I get and I was like, man. So I came back. And my mom literally told me, like, I don't even know why you went, you ain't going. And I was like, I'm not allowed to go. It wasn't. I was like, I can't go." Yeah, I'm not going. I'm And got a job, and I was like, "I'm gone." Like first opportunity, I was like, "They are the premier university. Yeah. They're like academically really sound. Like they're just all around that school." And then it was in a city that I was like, "I can manage that first. That beach is like it's cool. Like I can do that." Left on a Thursday, shipped my car out there, had to work on Monday. I didn't know where I was. I don't know what was going on. I was staying in like an Airbnb. My high school teacher knew a teacher out there who was leaving for the summer, so I stayed in her
1: apartment. Like, it was a mess. Okay, so we're 23. We're in LA. Okay, we're, we're 23. With, um, we're
2: a teacher's in L- friend. Teacher's friend. Yes. In an apartment. Don't know nobody. And my mom and dad were not having me. Like, they didn't even want me to move. And I was like, here I am, first day of work, and I. Whereas here, I went to the University of Maryland, like I can embody that. My uncles went here, like I grew up around the community of Maryland, so like I got it. Yeah, like I grew up in Maryland. Like my, when they came from Pakistan, they showed up in Laurel, Maryland down the street. Mm-hmm. Like they could have picked anywhere. And we came here. And so really, like I could speak on it, I felt comfortable, I knew the community, and here I am, like, don't know nothing. I only ever wore red. Now I'm like switching sides, yeah. I gotta wear all blue. But not when I'm in Inglewood. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, I had to change it up. <laughs> and I wasn't aware of these things. That no coached me up on it. Well, like,
0: not when I'm in Inglewood. Right. And, um, you know what I mean? In word, word, was, do not in the woods,
2: baby.
0: Not in the wood. And so then you I. You cause of blood, babe. <laughs> <thing>. Like, <laughs> you cause <laughs> of blood. And
2: oh. And oh, I get to LA. I love, I fall in love. I love the place. In the, I'm East Coast mentality. Like, I'm in there at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm staying till like 7, they're like, you can go. <laughs> like, And then no one showed up till 9.30. And not saying they worked any less, like they were getting everything done, but like it wasn't this culture of like, rush to be in, don't take a lunch break, heat yeah. at your desk. Like, Try we were out. outside, there was palm trees, and I was like, I can do this. No friends. And so I started signing up for, okay, so when you go to like shows, like NAACP Image Work, okay? Mm-hmm people on the red carpet, you sign up for free. And I was like, I don't really hang out with people. It's one of those cities where like people live far away. So like you hang out at work and then when you're done, you're done, yeah. you just don't see them again. I was like, okay. And so I would just sign up at night and go to these events. So I went to, I was on the red carpet for the NAAC, I, NAACP Image Awards. I went to like, JLo was like shooting a show for a pre-show and they were raising money for like a hurricane. Um, it was called The Voice. No, it wasn't The Voice, sorry. It was the one, the whatever DJ Khaled did, Megan Trainor, yeah. oh, Diddy. Um, it was the, four, was the four, the four, the four. The first, first, it was yes. the four. Okay. We are here on the first thing of that, and I'm in the audience. Girl, you are stuck for like seven hours for production. I didn't know that. But I had nothing else to do. But I'm just living my life. I was like, I can't believe this is real. That is.
0: And crazy. like everybody
2: at work is like, what are you doing? <laughs> And most people at UCLA are, like, born and bred, like, um, Angelinos and, like, they're from there. Like, they're not into that. And right. I'm just, like, <laughs> hanging out a minute. They're like,
0: giving towards them. Don't do but this. They're, like,
2: that's what <laughs> Amazing. Implant. So, right, no, but a true, full-on implant. Um, but I got to be, like, by myself, and that's the first time in my life I have three brothers. So, like, I was always around them. I have yeah. a ton of family. They all live in Maryland. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm alone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know a single soul for at least 2,000 miles yeah. and I'm like hiking, I'm doing the beach, like I'm God. just doing things. I went to the movies alone Isn't and it great? was like, yeah, it was why, girl, James, let me tell you, they did this coupon, okay, and it was buy one get one, mm-hmm. but you had to dine in. And so for me, I'm like, wow. And now, once again, I'm making $40,000. All right. So She's I'm like, I one. got that to That's go. it, buying one and getting so one. I don't, so I sat I was like, give me a booth. Put me on the corner. Bought one. Is anyone else coming? No, just me. Got one. That lasted me about a week. Yeah. The portion of that. So I just was living this life, and I just, like, really enjoyed it, and I loved it. And then my entire family was like, when are you coming back? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Um... So then, in my career, so I, I was in a long relationship, and here's my significant other. And Dr. K, my boss calls me back and he's like, Look, <laughs> I know you love Los Angeles. I got a job for you. Now I'm 25. Six figures, run our surgery center. You'll be like the administrator of this multi million dollar facility, and it's in Maryland. And me, I was like, Dr. K, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Because okay. I love, I was just. I loved what I did and I loved what I was doing mm-hmm. and now at the same time I was having struggles like I was like at the housing situation like I lived mm-hmm. in these apartments I was like hopping and then I um I, I got a babysitting job so whereas in Maryland I was always assigned to football here I am working with the AD like yeah. not assigned one sport so you don't have to go to all these events I'm right. girl I'm babysitting for the family the parents are home the nanny leaves at seven and I'm like the seven to like 11 shift and the parents are around. I was like so what do you want me to do (laughs) like what am I supposed to do here and they wouldn't want nothing to do with their kids so I'm just like so I was like making you know just making money like whatever extra money so I can fly back and forth whatever and but I get the job opportunity and I'm like god I don't want to go but I knew I had to tell my like I was like look this offers on the table I'm making 40 I can make six figures I'm 25. Really my struggles wouldn't be struggling right. if I was making that money. And I'm, I'm back home so I'm not wasting money on flights. I thought of like my significant other I was like if they were in my shoes and I had the money and the job to come back home to me and I'm here in DC like would I want him to do the same for me and I was like oh, duh. he better I do that for right. me. Right. But I don't right. really want to do that and not because of him yeah. it was just like I'm doing what I love to do right. and like in sports like doesn't happen that often. Your opportunities are very limited. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's who you know and all these things. So me, even getting an opportunity to interview without anyone knowing me was unheard of. Yeah. Um, then my grandpa found out, and he said, "Look, he goes, I." And then like I still have the voicemail, and it's, it's in Urdu, so it's kind of hard to understand. But he goes, "I just heard you're coming back." No, <laughs> that was not it. That was not the conversation. He goes, "I can This is God, and this is da da da." I was like,
0: okay, okay. "Now you got it."
2: And he's my heart, right? And I'm like, I am in tears <laughs> telling people I used to it. I'm like, I uh, want to go. And like, but they're like, you don't
1: have to go. And I'm
2: like, but you don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm just in this conundrum of like, here's my family. I have my significant other and like money. And like, if I could go back, I think part of me, 100%, my heart would have told me to stay. Mm-hmm. But knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have stayed because 2018 happens soon as I get back, my grandpa, 75 years old, the year before goes to 20 countries, Mm -hmm. like does does Australia by himself, does New Zealand and Thailand, whatever. He gets diagnosed with cancer out of the Mm -hmm. blue. And I was like, gone. Yeah. Because then, though, like literally I was, took the job, miserable, horrible, never do it. Running a facility where like 12 people above me, Mm -hmm. they hate each other, they all own the surgery center. They don't like each other. Yeah. And they're all orthopedic surgeons, so they're arrogant AF. And then you have all these nurses, mm-hmm. and I'm 25, and mm-hmm. I'm their boss, and they're like, Girl, sit down somewhere. That's it. They weren't having it. They're like, Uh, no. They're like, We've been through this before. You won't last. So now I'm in this conundrum of like, I know I can be organized. I know I can be a good manager. Right. thing's like, They have nothing and don't want nothing to do with me. And the bosses, they have their favorite nurses, so now they're like right. allowing behaviors, and I'm like, so what's the point <laughs> of me? Yeah. Right. And I've never probably explored mental health and things like that, but like, if there's any time I can look back in my life and know I was like depressed, it's when you're like crying every day on your way to work, and like that median looks pretty good. To me. <laughs> like literally, I'm in 495. It's not, like, it's it's not, not but like.
0: It's this feeling yeah, of it
2: like you like reflect back and you're like oh my god. Like that was not me. But like yeah. it was who I was. Yeah. And like obviously strain on my relationship. That did not go well for that. And then for my family they're like well you're making money. You should be fine. I'm like no. Yeah. Like that's not it. But like there's that's happening in my life. But then my grandpa's sick for he gets diagnosed and dies within a month. Wow. Wow. So I'm like my world is like in my head, like I yeah. I would leave, go to work at five AM, the surgery center open up really early, get off, like I'd be like peace out, leaving, going to the hospital, spend my whole night with him, do the same yeah. thing over and over. And like one day i was talking to my friend, I was like, God, I'm only gonna have like a year with him. And that's in my head making up. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Right, right, like right. I'm right, gonna have a year right. with him. Girl, had I know I would have that job right then there. Yeah. And then the turning point at that job, A I hated it, so do what you love, this is really what's important here. That's right theme and so it came at his funeral I took off one day the day of his funeral and they called me while I was at the funeral I was like I am burying my best friend if you don't mind thank you like don't call me Yeah. and when you're in a job where people literally they can't they were just so worried about themselves Yeah. and like they couldn't see past like I'm like yo we're foreign, this, this, right. that's all this is all I got, this is my this blood. Is,
0: yeah. And so, you know and that's, tell me. right. Cause I have a job that's not nearly as important as yours. And literally I'm at the hospital and my boss calls me and I'm like, girl, I'm at the hospital and she could go at any minute. So what do,
2: please advise, please, please tell, tell me, me what we have to talk what? about right now. That
0: was and so she's wrong. like, I'm so sorry. But then I'm like, right. right. oh my God, you're not sorry. <laughs> you're, you're not going. sorry. <laughs>
2: Because you wouldn't been sorry I you the voicemail and you didn't call me back. Right. So like, as I it, did
0: send her the voicemail the first time right. and then she called me again. So I'm like, girl, maybe this is important. Maybe. I made that mistake. This was, was not the, important.
2: It was wild. Oh,
0: Man, Jesus.
2: In those moments, you're like, bro, this ain't it. Like, I could just live with somebody else. Like, I don't need my apartment. I don't really need these things. But I was so, that's when I was like, F-debs. When I got to work, I said, don't talk. And I just I knew I was like I gotta get out. But I, at that point I'm like I've lost my connection. How I felt was I lost my connection in sports. I just abandoned LA. I'm yeah. telling LA I'm miserable. They're like come back. And like my family's going through this. And I was like what am I gonna do? Like I didn't know the path to right. take. And like I said, sports is hard because it's a hundred percent who you know. Mm-hmm. And how did I not have to do what, what you've done or haven't done? But here I am flip flopping jobs every other year. And I was like who's gonna want that? Um, and then Annie, she's the bomb.com so she was actually my supervisor when I was a student um, mm-hmm. in the operations and management. She's been the only consistent thing in Maryland football for the last 10 years, which mm-hmm. is crazy mm-hmm. because normally when coaches change, we've had four head coaching changes, they fire everybody. Yeah. Oh, wow. She is the glue She wow. knows everything about this place and like she calls me and she's like, Coach Ox got hired so Coach Ox was there when I was there. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need help. I don't know if there's a job here but he's only here for two days, come meet him. I was like, and i like, we had, I was on the defensive side of the ball, he was on the offensive side of the ball, so we like cross paths, but like, I had kept up with way more people than Coach Fox, and he had been oh, at right. Alabama winning national championships, like, you don't know me. Um, I was like, fine, I'm Just I gotta work. I was like, I gotta go, I got something to do. Show up here, and he's like, looks like you've been job hopping, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. a bit. so why do you want to work here and i'm like because i hate my job like i literally <laughs> hate it so i want to work in football i've kind of done the back and forth i know this is what i want to do he's like all right well i'll see and you know miss linda like that's her savings assistant And. Yeah, you know, one of the mm-hmm. is, is this uh, It might be mine. Well, it's, it's definitely on the Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> my. Like, this is my life. So we're gonna
0: cancel. Like my life. watch is about to die. No, 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 so I'm no, no, sure no. it's not even telling me. But
2: either. yeah, so he's like, he's like, you know, Miss Linda is Coach Saban's assistant. You know, Coach Saban is like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach Saban. He mm-hmm. is the bomb. He is everything to college football. And she's where he's now Miss Linda's mom. She's worked with Coach Saban, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll. Okay. At different parts of their career. And I'm, like, very highly successful individuals. And, like, right. to be someone's assistant is a really selfish job. Yeah. Like, it's all about them. and you, Their glory and, like, whatever you can do to elevate them. And you're just doing a really good job to do it. And she's the GOAT for real. And so he was, like, well, she she just, she keeps Coach Saban on track. And she's the one that was, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. She's also, like, 70. <laughs> and I was, like, well, Jesus. I don't know how to be, like, Miss Linda, yeah. but whatever. So we leave, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know how that right. went. I don't even know what job I'm interviewing for. Like, is there a job? Right. Okay, so, but yeah, so Miss Linda, I find her email. I email her. I was like, well, i just met with Coach Loxley. He speaks so highly of you. What does it take to be the greatest, like, at your job? And I, I learned that because at UCLA, he would tell me, like, if you want to learn something, you need to go to the best person to do it. And I, the thing, that's why I chose UCLA, because a sounding organization just had success in every single sport, like, just premiered, right? And... When I got, I was like, what does it take? What are you doing that's different? Like, there's 132 FPS programs. Like, you're obviously the head of the game. What are you doing? And she goes, I'm so glad you reached out. She goes, I'm, you know, put out fires. You're a firefighter. You're going to anticipate, 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 and then whatever comes up, take care of it before he finds out. And I was like, okay, cool. That was it. It was, like, not much of an exchange, but I was like, wow, she's so cool. (laughs) And I was like, but she's been doing it a long time. like, (laughs) I was like, wow, what are you doing different? And she was just, she was like, if you need anything, just let me know. But when Coach Loxley came back, went to, back home to Alabama to National Championship, she was like, Loxley, you need to hire a beer. And he was like, how do you even know who that is? Like, how would you know? He was like, well, she emailed me, and you need to hire her. So really, between Annie and Miss Linda, like, those are who hired me, not Coach Lox. Um And within a month, he was like, come on. And when I left that other toxic job, they were like, You're a jock snipper. Why would you wanna work in sports? They literally said these things to me, like, You're not gonna make any money in it's worth it. and It's true. I went back and I took a fifty percent pay cut. I mean, I was living a life with six figures salary and now you're in like not. Right. And I was like, What am I gonna do financially? But more so like I just gotta get out. And I was like, This is actually exactly why I'm leaving, right. In case anyone's wondering. Um started and in, in I for- know that that was a well, yeah. And why is apparently, it's like, is that appropriate to say to anyone? Right, um, right. like, for being a female, it's like, F you. Like, okay, I know how to do my job. I'm clearly doing it well. You guys just suck. Um, and so I left, and it was just, like, the most liberating feeling. So I was like, this one's for me. Like, this is the one that, like, I felt like you UCLA got away. Like, that's the one that got away. But this job was going to be for me. And Coach Oxley let me do whatever I wanted to do. Like. Yes, I was administrative assistant in like on the grand scheme of like I was a secretary and that's how kind of the outside was looking in, but he was like here's this project, here's that project, take over player development, work on um, stewardship and getting more donors, like all the things to make sure that I had a balanced resume and like I didn't feel like now I have taken this immense setback where mm-hmm. it's like I still yeah. felt like I was productive, I was still growing because now here I am like. I'm 26, 27 now. It's like, okay, like, I can't just keep going back and forth, taking steps backwards. like, I need to propel myself forward. But I knew taking that step would lead me to where I was. And then two years later, um, he fires our director of operations, and I get this opportunity. To, he's like, I told him, he knew to keep me. I was like, I need more money. Like, I can't live like this. Yeah. Um Yes. And this is like, prime COVID. And so I'm like, oh, so I cannot. And... The opportunity came, he was, "Here's as the director of operations. I was like, I didn't ask for more responsibility. <laughs> I just wanted more money. Um, but now it's like, what I was already doing, a hundred, because I was aggressive, because I warned about every single department, like, I was so well prepared for this position. And I think, outside looking in, it's like, okay, a lot of people in my role probably do the budget or do, like, um, travel arrangements stuff like that. But, like, I look at myself as more of a chief of staff because I'm mm-hmm. knees deep in everything. Mm-hmm. And the players are, I'm really involved with the players, so that's kind of my role and responsibility and what I do. And now it's, like, I've gotten to make it whatever I wanted, and I 100% to locks like, A, to put me in a position, like, knowing there's probably a thousand more qualified people than me um, for having, doing the job before and things like that. Like, I haven't. Yeah. So I'm, like, really? I'm young. I'm right. not qualified. Um, I'm one of four women in this role. Like, I'm a person of color in this role. Like, there's all these apps that were, like, wait till she Falls, Like, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, I don't want to say administratively, but like there's people around here like, who don't think I should do what I do. Well, keep
0: waiting. Yeah. I was just about to say, they're still waiting. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and it, it and it's hard because you're really, I, I'm a perfectionist, I don't want to fail, like that's, I don't want to be bad at my job. So like, being so in tune with him has helped me because I know his expectations, I know what he wants. So, like, I'm really good for my program and I want to continue to grow there, but like, Constantly, like now I see my impact is like girls at other schools, like interns will be like, "Hey, can we talk to you? Because at our program, they don't let us do this, this, and this." I'm like, "What? <laughs> like I let interns do whatever? I have four managers who are girls, equipment managers, mm-hmm. and normally they're like, you 'You can't be around the guys or whatever.' It's like, shut Shots up, spiders. like Shots shut stippers.
0: up, it right? It sounds like that old commercial. You lamp liquor. Like, that's what that sounds yes. like. I'm like. What are
2: we talking I mean, about? It's the and like. I wear heels to games. Like I like, this is who like who I am right, right now. I was like, this is who I am. This is yeah. what I get. Yeah. And like, for people to be like, can you run in your heels? I was like, why would I need to run? Why? Period. Like, and I am running. Something else is going on. Right. Like, um, we travel. We, should, have, all be we, we, should, we have, should all be running. Right. And they come off. So That's like, it's it. not a problem. Like, and like I wear like I'm here for suits. It. I like do my thing, and I'm like, that has nothing to do. With me and my job right and i look good doing it so very anyway that is and we're here in 2023 uh we had freshmen moving yesterday but like i get to do so much and it's because my boss allows me to do whatever i want to do and i have a seat at the table my opinions aren't heard like i am the head i call myself the hbic but it's really the head babysitter in charge because my coaches need to be babysat my players need to be babysat like it's just I'm really lucky because I'm in a place where I get to do all those things. I know that's not true for like other institutions yeah. and other football programs specifically, but I'm
0: lucky duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah.
2: God. Well, made it out there. to you, HBIC? Right, HBIC. Yeah, made it out. Made it out the mud. It made it back. Made right. we <laughs> didn't say out. You right. <laughs> spun the block. So, yeah, <laughs> I did. I the spun the block. We made it back here. And I, and I love me. People always say, like, would you go to another university? And I was like unless I would go back to UCLA for like a really high level position like this is my school it's my alma mater so I feel so differently about yeah, it yeah. I would never go to another school like I wouldn't feel the same I think yeah. about like helping the kids like these kids are yeah. from where I'm from Yeah, it means more to me I guess
1: so, so you can go to Chapel Hill but yeah, they, it just, they wouldn't let you yeah, no, no
2: I don't have I don't think I own that color Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, they don't like it. yeah no.
1: mm-hmm. I was telling
2: her that when I was thinking about
1: going there I was like yeah, yeah we were talking about rooming together and yeah. like Never mind. The TURBS. <laughs> the
2: It's so great. It, it is really a unique school because there's very few schools who are in, like, diverse communities yeah, that mm-hmm. are in out, in or outside of a metropolitan area. So, like, the benefits our players get from coming, in this is my recruiting spiel, so, um, if you're watching. Um, and, it, like, literally, it's just how I recruit people to come here because it's not just about your job. Like, you have so many opportunities. And, like, our players get opportunities to, like, um, network, mentorship, like, Name a black head coach that's doing that, right. but name another head coach who is doing that. And like, mm-hmm. there's so few of him, and I just, I love that because I know I'm helping kids. Yeah. I That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Um, I don't care about paper profession. They know I don't care about my emails. I'm always like, I care about helping these kids, so they're not like all cracked out. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> please, somebody help it. help it's the baby. Somebody you know? has to help. Us. And like, you, I'm, I told you guys this early, but like, my fear is like, So much of their lives as football players, Mm -hmm. specifically, like people are helping them all the time and like giving them the answers, or this is how you're gonna do this, or I'll do it for you. And I'm an enabler, like, I can't, I don't have 10 minutes to explain how to do something, I'll do it for you. Like, but you really, like, then I step back and I'm like, oh my god, if they leave here, they don't know how to do anything. We give them food, we tell them what time Mm -hmm. their doctor's appointments are, Mm -hmm. I give them a schedule every night on what the next day looks like. And like, what do you do when someone's not doing that for you anymore? Mm -hmm. Like, when you don't make it to the league, and so. We've, all of our players have one-on-one mentors, which, secret sauce at Maryland, like you don't have that at other schools, especially other football programs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do it because it's someone that doesn't look like you, mm-hmm. someone that doesn't come from the same financial background as you, so you know how to interact with those people. Because right. nine times out of 10, those are people yeah. who are CEOs and presidents of your companies, of football teams right. that you're going to work for. Right. So you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable in those conversations in like work settings as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. What does that transition look like for them if they don't go to the league? Like, yeah. you know, senior year. Well, I'm not going to the league. Right. And, is. like, I mean, girls,
2: sometimes freshman year, we <laughs> know they're not going. And the reality Where's is, why? I think what we do really well here, and that other, I will say a lot of schools cannot say this because they don't. We have three people in player development, um, and then, like I said, we have my entire operation team. That's all in on, like, we do room checks. So we are going to their apartments, banging down the door, seeing how they live. You're trifling. Why is that like, and it's not like, okay, I'm doing your dishes. It's more so like, hey, stop having weed out everywhere. Or you're not supposed to have that. This is an apartment complex. Normal people will kick you out. You can't be smoking in your room. Like, hey, don't leave the garbage on. Or like if your food's been sitting out for four days, you shouldn't eat it. Like helping them understand that. How they live their life now mm-hmm. is how they're going to live their life as a partner to someone, as if you have another roommate in your life or whatever. Like, that's a life
1: skill. You are a babysitter, because that's right, what I tell my children, my, my
2: kids. And no, and it's hard. <laughs> like, I just, for me, I'm like for the part of, hey, you can't just accrue parking tickets and they don't go anywhere. Like, camp, y'all know campuses. They're going to give you a ticket for staring. Like, <laughs> and War it's Or those
0: like, BCU days. Right.
2: We, I mean, I'm tickets at $85. Like, it's crazy. And so, these kids think, oh, they just go away because I graduate. No. Mm
1: -mm. Collection. They are, absolutely. Right. And
2: so, Mm -hmm. teaching them, like, our kids don't live in dorms. They live in a real apartment. So, understanding that. If you don't pay your rent. We give you a scholarship check. Hello. That goes to your rent first. Not your sneakers. Not going out. Not to a cruise. Because some kids said the other day, well, I'm going on a cruise. I was like, okay. With what money? Like, you get money back. But, like, did you pay your rent? Like. How did you have all that money to pay for the crews? And understanding, like, what is collection? What is debt? Mm-hmm. Like, now yeah, NIL, right? Yeah, like, you're yeah. getting paid. That's paid. what I'm, I
0: was in my head trying to figure out that. I saw, love honestly. my kids.
2: <laughs> I want every single person to get paid because people are in those seats. Jerseys are being sold. Like, they deserve that. Yeah. What I'm having a hard time with is the other universities that are saying, hey, we're going to pay you to come pay for us. And they haven't done nothing for it. And now you're giving this kid thirty, forty thousand dollars. You have, but what you're not doing is accompanying it with the financial literacy. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. not giving them financial education. Mm-hmm. So when April comes around and they're filing taxes, they spent the forty thousand dollars. They didn't save. They didn't do nothing with taxes. Yeah. And their mom and dad aren't. They don't, know, they don't know. Oh, we're you are right. dependent. They just broke they, it, like, now you don't messed up their taxes. And I will say, like, because yeah. being my my coach being a person of color and like working with young black men number one and then two football players is understanding what he went through Mm -hmm. and what other people aren't doing because he's been i mean he's worked at the biggest of the big he worked at florida he's worked at illinois he's worked at alabama national championship programs and like what are they not doing for their kids that i need to do as a person of color in power, yeah. and then for the kids that I'm supporting in football specifically. Yeah. And it, it goes for all of our kids. I'm not just saying what? because they're kids of color, but it's so important. And I know that's not happening. Because I know, like, when the kids call me, I was like, we've had kids transferred, mm-hmm. and it sucks because I've, you poured so much into them yeah. and you want them to be great, and you turn around and they're leaving because of the money, mm-hmm. but they're calling us. Can you help me with this? What? They don't do this for us. I was like, exactly. Because this is a business transaction now. Yeah. And you lost the genuity of it. You yeah. lost the, like, love part in that. And it's hard because it is a better decision sometimes to totally, leave because you, you can't buy into our rules. If you're not buying into our rules and you don't want to play by it, then yeah. you have to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to play by somebody else's rules. But my fear now is with all this NIL, this money being thrown around without, you ain't done nothing, and you have the money. But then what happens when you have to do something for Mm -hmm. it? What if you have to earn it by applying Mm -hmm. and being chosen to do something? Like, I'm scared. Like, their mental health is already screwed, right? Like, with the social media piece and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough because I don't have followers or I'm not getting these deals and endorsements. So they're, like, body, all of that screwed, okay? What happens when you don't go to the league? So all of a sudden, you're used to having your apartment paid for Mm -hmm. your bills paid, you have a car because you got this deal, but it stops once you leave college. And you don't make it to the league. Like, you're so used to having income coming in. Yeah. And now you don't. And right now, your income is tied to your. And they say it came be performance based, but like, people are giving you these deals because you have a brand associated with your, your, your football ability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you're not doing that, what happens? And so, th- this is very new. We're about two years, a year and a half into NIL. And like, my worry is this: like we haven't even seen the effects of it yet, until like Man. three years from now when our kids are not having income and not having even. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, everyone's not signing hundred thousand dollar deals. Right. The schools down south, they are. Yeah. They really are, and yeah. I, I, you know, I know some kids are playing for half a million dollars or almost making as much as the coaches are, um which is another conundrum to begin <laughs> with. But I, I just, it's really hard for me because I know in some of the southern schools. There's not the literacy aspect to all of this. And there's not really the mentorship program that we've implemented here. There's not where I'm getting 40 paid internships every summer for kids to go to work for Pepsi, JBG and Smith, a real estate Mm -hmm. company, financial companies, insurance companies. Like They're not giving them real jobs. Because in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, you're working at Piggly Wiggly. Like there's not 30 Fortune 500 companies around here. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you don't have the same opportunity as we do. Yeah. So, you're failing your kids. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't, like, no one ever looks back to those failures because they're just looking at the, you know, and I love it, like Jalen and Tua in the NFL. And I, I use Alabama as an example because Kajasi's coming from there, so he has seen the other side of the guys who don't mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys do go, like, when they're done playing, yeah. do they have the literacy to, like, build their life after that? And I would say Tori Smith played here as a wide receiver. His wife was a track, she um, uh, played track here, she ran track here she was a teacher and now, you know, Tori won two Super Bowls was when he left then if I thought he was 32. hmm He has a life. He has two ki- like three kids right. now. So he had to know what to do after. That. Right. Like, yeah, have time. Right. Um, and none of that is putting you away for life, you know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, now he's an announcer and he he has his own seven on seven. He runs a community, um, um, community program and he has his own community center and like, you think about all those things you're like, because he was prepared the mm-hmm. right way. But like. My fear is like there's a lot of kids who weren't being prepared in that way so that's why i'm passionate about my job i think like that's why i do it and why i love it. it's like why do you do college football? it's like because i can actually help these kids yeah because no all the way up to high school and passing like you're this you're that you were like the best thing on since sliced bread and it's like you need to go to class yeah is what you <laughs> like you need to work on that part yeah <laughs> so no that that's like kind of what we do but like there's so much to it and i think People on the outside are like, oh, you work football? I was like, no, like, we live football. Mm-hmm. Like, they live football. They have to do class. They have to, like, balance this life of, like, what am I going to do? I have a family. I have a child. Like, all of these different things. And, like, everyone is expecting them to be okay 24-7. And, like, Coach Oxy, once again, had a son who had a mental disorder that didn't show up until he was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Went through college as a normal Division one football student athlete. And so we have a social worker who works – in our building every day. We have a psychologist. She's here every day. She also has an office down by their academic center. So if you don't want to come to the football building, she's down there. She has a private practice. Like we have mental health screenings once they get here, mid-semester. Like we're well, incorporating all the time. And like I just know people aren't doing it. We I know. just know. Like no. and I can say that like the reason I can speak so confidently is like I just know other people aren't like because we live in this fear of like what are gonna happen to these kids when they leave, like all the time, like, what if someone doesn't take care of them? Like, when their parents can't support them financially, or like, COVID exposed that. Yeah. These kids were home. It's like, I don't have Wi Fi. Sending a, what is it called? Like a hotspot or whatever. Right. Yes. Right. Like, I don't have internet at home. I can't do my homework. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Hey, I can't eat if my people can't eat. So, can you? Like, I'm sending you food, like, pre made meals mm-hmm. in Florida. But you don't want to eat it because your siblings can't eat yeah. it, and like, what what are we doing to help that and like make sure everyone? And I know everyone was put in an awkward situation, but like, that really exposed a lot of things, like the mental health pieces, the yeah. financial literacy yeah. pieces. Like, if the world was taken away, if football was taken away, mm-hmm. which it was, what what is their identity? How are we helping them? And um, we start back. The kids come actually two more days. Um, and next month, as soon as everyone's settled in classes, we start our, um, winter conditioning. So, like, we get them twice a week to do either mental toughness or, like, on the field, like, how do you be better in your, in your mental, take Mm -hmm. away the game part, but then we do, every Thursday, we'll do with our psychologist, active, um, exercises to, like, when you're getting anxiety, how to manage that? Like, how to have a tough conversation so you're not hiding behind your phone. Like, go up to somebody and say, I don't know why I'm not playing. I don't know why I don't want to go to class today because I feel like this. Mm-hmm. I got all this stuff going on. That's why I had an outburst. Like you have to communicate what's going on, but like they don't know that unless we're teaching them the tools how to do that. Yeah. As a parent, this yeah. is like making me emotional. I'm so yeah. serious because
1: like, it's really like whole body like yeah. a whole it body is. program. Yeah. And so often we ignore the life skills like you just said. Like yeah, I'm-, I'm feeling anxious. This is go people don't know. People much older than this don't take the time to learn how to do those things. Their parents don't know how to do those things. So they can't teach Teach them how to do it. And you're around, you know, a hundred of these men, you have all these other people, all these rules, like, no, today I don't feel like doing this. And I need to be able to say that.
2: Without just walking out of practice
1: right. or, or skipping class right.
0: or like right. not right. showing up to your because then you're looked at as the problem child, and everybody's kind of well, exactly. I do like, and I will and say on how to verbalize it because everybody's so seen you that way, probably honestly, for four a, years ago, where our
2: team be. was when we adopted them, it was like they a hot mess, <laughs> and it was us against them. Mm-hmm. Like we, if you bought in, you were good. Like you could figure it out. Right. And you just had to get used to the rules and like there weren't rules and there wasn't these parameters and it wasn't like, we're trying to make you better, but like, it it's a fear of mine all the time. It's like, you're gonna have so many people who are gonna to toot your horn and like praise you and worship you, but when it's all gone, who is gonna be in your mm-hmm. corner and who have you mm-hmm. created around your corner? Mm-hmm. Who is your network? Who is your community? And like, we pair them up with mentors who literally like own these businesses. Some of them are vice presidents. one's a billionaire. Yeah and they don't rock our kids didn't show up to the meeting i'm like
0: jesus christ why why you
2: did that right. why you did that and they're like hey, what are we going to talk about what are we going to talk about i'm like figure it out when you get there i was like but I you gotta know. get there yeah And it's, then i realized and we then coach Austin and i relooked looked at it we're like you know what bring the people here mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. bring mm-hmm. them to practice bring them to eat in our dining hall in the same places our kids yeah
0: friends. yeah
2: because they don't know our schedule, they don't know how we roll, they don't know how they communicate, they don't know how they eat, like, start there. And breaking down some of those walls, and I was like, I'll start going to the dinner with you, you want get, I was like, I'll come. So I could kind of bridge that gap in the conversation, and it was like, after Christmas break, I was like, ask them what they did for holiday, and ask them what they did for Christmas, and what, did, what what are they doing for the year, like, what are their goals? Like, breaking those conversations down, and saying, I'll give you five questions, it'll take up 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And in their head, it's so daunting before you even think about those questions. But, like, they were regular questions yeah, right, that you talk right, about anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it it has been really cool to see our kids buy in. Um, I mean, on the same token, the transfer portal has been great to us because if you weren't buying, we cut you out. Like, yeah, well, you got to go. Because what you can't do is create a culture when toxicity continues to seep in. Yeah. So, like, well, and like I said, sucks. I worked working in a toxic work environment before so yeah. and knowing yeah. that people weren't, they're not all bought in. Like, you cannot move forward. Yeah, you cannot. And so, when we knew the brain was working against us, co was like, okay, you have the 20% who are all in, you have the 20% on the bottom that are pulling the 60% who's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, they're pulling them down. Cut the head off, get rid of them. You gotta go. And maybe some of them weren't ready to go, right. but they had to go. Yeah. Right. Um, healthiest thing for thing. And it's almost every year less and less, but we still, like, there's some kids, like, they just won't get it. And then sometimes a better, another environment will show them either Absolutely. what they're missing or a different type of, maybe these rules aren't the best for them. Maybe they need yeah. something more flexible yeah. or whatever. Um, but our standards aren't going to change. Like, Coach almost said, the standards are the same. We are who we are, and you, you have to conform, but that doesn't mean we can't help you get there. Mm-hmm. And Coach Oxy doesn't give up, and I, sometimes I hate it. because I'm like, I'm done with the show, done with this kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he, at him. Like, he, he'll do all that, mm-hmm. but be like, okay, make sure they go, right. make sure someone's walking them to there. I'm like, I have 120 other kids, but like you're right, you, ha- you can't give up. If you're going to keep them on, on the team, you can't give up on them. Yeah. They all have to be given the same yeah. attention. So. Yeah. It, it is a unique thing and I, and I will say like i don't know how many other coaches are doing because it's tiring it's exhausting and it's now i know why people parents and I'm not parents have nobody got no kids but like when you when people wonder like why do they have them on the ipad all the time why do they have them not with them all the time and you're like because coaching is parenting parent if you have a kid it is a non-stop 25 7 job to make sure they ain't doing the wrong thing half the time mm-hmm. like, and it's hard, and it's exhausting because you're working on yourself still. And so that, I, once again, I don't have kids,
1: but 120 of them? You have I children. I have children. You have children. You have children. And you have they're children. teaching And it's, it's even worse because they're oh right (laughs) they're coming to you with a whole set of stuff baggage like they are coming I bet you a lot of them it's not even oh it's the rules they're not even used to having rules yeah the the concept that you were trying to tell me what to do yeah I'm I mean, not with, right, I'm just, I'm not with, because I, right. I can go right. home. I've like, been the starter right. all the
2: time, I'm
1: yeah, always
0: My mama didn't leader. tell me all this, yeah. that's yeah. what the mentality is. Like, and I'm
1: people, performing on the field, what do you mean I have to go do this for my, yes, right. you do. And people say, it's well, it's Coach think, Carter. There's 2.3, The 2.3,
0: because the 2.0, but telling 2.3 is like, come on. When parents call him, I'm
2: like, he's in college, actually, so... If he ain't playing, he, need to, he can talk to his coach, it's not your problem. So ask him what he's not doing. I'm sure he's telling you all the things that we're doing, to, what is he not doing to get to where he needs to be? And that's why we have evaluations before, this, at the end of every, the season, but also at the end of spring. So you know exactly, and then the coaches meet with them all the time, It's like, you know what you're doing, what you're not doing, so don't even add, like you don't know. Um, but I, well I say it with all my heart, I love these kids because they're doing, they're sacrificing a lot to chase their dreams and people think that like, you get paid to do you? Yeah, they're doing a full-time job in full-time school and have to sit behind a crowd who sits there and cusses them 18-year-old selves out. When well, you're, you paid to come here. You want to come, <laughs> go somewhere else. Like, and else so, and are being scrutinized on a daily basis and like treated lesser than because they're a football player. Like, and I'm like the first one. I, I have kicked people out of four stadiums this year when we're on the road. I was like, talk to them again. Try them. Because you're trying me. Right. They're my kids. So, and I really feel like, and I hope every team in the country is protecting their kids the way we protect our kids. Because they don't deserve that. They're here to do a job. And they've sacrificed a lot. Parents have sacrificed a lot to get here. So when you're talking crap to people's parents in the stands, won't tolerate it. Like, don't talk about my kids. Right. So you can go home. Right. You can watch from home. Actually, you, you can save you. So. Yeah. That, save was that
1: you would like the comfort yeah, of, your of your own. Mom. That's it. Feel free. Because a concept. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> so yeah. So it, it, it comes with a lot. And I think me, I think I work. People are like, oh, you work all the time. I was like, I think I do because I love it. Like, I love my kids. I love what I do. Like, it is work. Like, it's not like it's taxing. It's tiring. Like, there's days I'm like, I don't care. Like, the kids will be like, do we have to do this? I was like, I don't care. Just... Don't text me like that. Um,
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Right. But, like, literally, like... But it's because, like, it's such a cool job. It's so rewarding. Like, it's so, like... It
0: sounds like it. Yeah, it
2: is. And, like, it's also hard, right? Because the kid... That don't turn out the way you mm-hmm. hope they would turn out or that you know what they can do if they just did what they had to do, that's, that's sad too because you're is. like, damn, I hope someone looks out for them. Yeah, Like I hope he yeah. listens to somebody else yeah. and so right. um, but no, my boss does a great job. Like our staff, like they're all in and we're not the highest faced to have in the country. We, we don't even have half the numbers we should have to support the efforts that you have to put into this type of program but when you're all in like, and I think it's because of the type of boss I have and then like obviously I try to love all my staff a lot like it sucks we give a lot up we get we sacrifice our time with our families and mm-hmm. we're here and I, I told you like I've had relationship lose relationships over this because like this is really important to me and I want it to be I want the kids to know it's important to me and like they feel like we do it for them and they do it for us and yeah. the, the exchange
0: is really good so so I do have to ask yeah? because I know you said this is like seven days a week you know uh I'm sure the hours are crazy so what do you do for yourself? Like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm I, right now,
2: guys, right now, I think I'm at, a, I am at a point where i like, what is it that I'm doing for myself? And I think there would be times in the summer, like, where it would be slower, and I was like, oh, I can do, I can start working out, I can start doing this. But um, last year, what I, what I did was I invested in um, a coaching group, and I was really nervous because I was like, I don't want to spend that money, I don't want to do, this. like, you know, because... When you have to invest in yourself, yeah. all of a sudden, like, money's an issue. Like, I ain't spending mm-hmm. money on that gym, like, in mm-hmm. that trainer, and like this, like, or that skincare. Yeah, girl! Yeah. Someone's birthday party, I'm all down. Yeah, like, I'm all down. Like, and so let's go. I just was so, um, I, I really, like, I had someone convince me. and she, Like, she was like, just do it. Like, she was the coach. She came here to speak, and she's like, I need you to do this. But, like, I know it'll benefit you. And I will say, like, it was amazing. But I know I didn't give my all. I know I was, out of the 100%, I was 30% into that coaching group. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't make all the calls, or I wasn't doing all the assignments. But even with that 30 to 40%, like, and the, um, all the women on there were older than me. That they, Some of them were on their second careers. Like, I just learned so much and like, hearing them go through what I went through. Like, okay, when you don't do this, or don't schedule yourself a break, or you, these are how you should do your meetings. Or, like, just hearing them, like... Every time my phone rings, I answer it. Every time someone walks through my office, I stop what I'm doing to answer their question. Like, my day just gets, like, prolonged and, like, on to the next day and to the next day. So, like, Mm -hmm. those type of skills immensely helped. And, like, I think, like, by the end of the year, I was like, okay, I'm pausing people. Like, okay, I hear you. Like, I want you to feel heard. But I need to – can we put this on the schedule for tomorrow? Like, so I can sit down and be one-on-one with you. And, like, I made so many adjustments. And I think – it seems small to me in a lot of ways but like I know it's made a really big impact on me and then I also have just recently got into the NFL Women's Forum mm-hmm. and I think for the last two years I've completely put all of my professional development on a halt, like pouring into these kids and I'm like what am I doing mm-hmm. for myself yeah. and so this NFL Women's Forum is really cool it's with NFL executives and men and women alike but like all the people involved or like who get into it are women and like A lot of them are in coaching, some are in administration operations, GMs. Like, I'm really excited. It's in a month. It's during the combine. Like, I get to go to Indianapolis, and I, like, just sought out a bunch of people, like, how can I get into this forum? Um, We're at the Mayo Bowl this December when we went for a team, met this woman who's trying to be a GM, and I was like, oh my God, I want to go to the women's forum. And we're talking within literally 30 minutes. She got me in contact with a lady who heads the department, and I got to, like, get in. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) But it's, like, so, like, and I, like, this is a baby step for me because, like, it is hard when you're investing this much time in this. Like, how am I professionally developing? And then for myself, like, what I do that my stealing is for my family. Like, any time I can spend with my family, like, for me, that's like, fills my cup. Like, I know, like, I just want to have time with them, whatever that includes. Like, it could be just chilling at their house or, like, Mine. them coming over. Like, that is how I fill my cup. And, like, I don't think I would have it any other way. Like, cup. just, I want to do other things like, oh, like, go get a massage, go do this. I'm like, I'm all for that. Like, like, get my nails done, I go shopping. If I'm stressed, I go shopping. Like, I do those things, but, like, literally I want to – so my fiancé is a coach here, Mm -hmm. so – Coach Oxy always said, I'm so up in here. Because I'm like, wait, we I don't have
1: the time. Where is Grey's Anatomy? We're supposed to
0: meet?
2: Right, somebody. but I tell people I'm all the like, right. where are we supposed to meet somebody? We're all here all the time, like, it's December. Giving
0: real Grey's Anatomy. No, yes. really,
2: like, on Saturdays, like, in December during recruiting, okay, we have all week together, then we start recruiting, we, like, jazz up these fans, we take them out to dinner, we do social. we're doing karaoke mm-hmm. night at Coach Oxy's house friday saturday sunday yeah. morning brunch yeah. sunday afternoon we have a meeting and then we start the week over and like for the holidays we're going to a bowl game that's the goal you want to extend your season we want yeah. to get a check bonus yeah and so hello you're doing all these things and just wondering like, like we're with the same people and like i will honestly i don't get sick of my staff like i think sometimes you get sick of doing the work mm-hmm. but even on our days off like The GAs, like, the one the hourly employees that have, like, they literally make minimum wage here. Like, I invite them over because I'm like, you don't know how much you do for us. And I can't give you all the money in the world. Like, we just don't have the means. But, like, I think that's what I do well maybe as a supervisor is, like, making them feel appreciated and, like, oh, we want to work for a beer. We want to work here because they do appreciate and take care of us and love on each other. Like, we're obsessed. Like, this is what we do. And, like, it's so genuine. I think that's what people on those recruiting visits, like, When our entire staff is doing karaoke night together, and, like, we're going off on each other, like, that's real love. Like, that's real stuff that we do, and it's not conjured up. It's not like, okay, peace out. We don't see each other ever again. We just, like, happier all the time. It's just we're always together, so it's really genuine, and I love it. And I think that's what makes it easier to be here all the time because lately I'm in a bout where I'm, like, I need a vacation. Like, I need to be far, but... When everyone, when the kids come, or our players come back, because they've been gone for, like, three weeks. Mm-hmm. When they come back on Wednesday, I'm going to be like, what is you guys, what did you guys do? And, like, then, like, 40's, I'm sick of them. But it's just such, in a lot of jobs aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Right, like, we're flexible. Like, if some, if today, I'm like, go talk to you. I need to get my eyebrows, I need my eyebrows and nails done today. He's like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not, like, trying to sneak out of work right. and do all these. Like, well, I'm going right now. We'll be back. And he's like, right. dang, aren't you going to get your hair done? I'm like... I give me sure. the money so like it's great because he does he'll like give me a hundred dollars i'm like thanks good talk. he'll never let me say that but he's thanks. like
0: good talk yeah rim, yes.
2: her. she's like dang your toes crusty i'm like okay well and it's great <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, literally this is like the coolest it's just so cool because i just don't feel like other places do that yeah. and like jobs in general i'm like whatever other football places like just jobs in general to like you like me and my boss have such a unique relationship in which like I would, he knows I would do anything for this program, and like, I think he would, he would do anything for this program because he's right. from the area, he loves the program, but like, in the same time, like, we're just here to make everyone better, and like, get them opportunities, and he started the Minority Football Coaches Association to help minority football coaches get interviews, like, yeah. why aren't they getting interviews, yeah, and, and like, like for me, like, what I can do on my end to help, where I find my, my interns, like, am I getting them jobs, am I getting them opportunities, yeah. we had three interns last year to get internships in the NFL, like, I, yeah. I'm helping the kids like ma'am I ain't changing no 60 year old person on <laughs> myself like I'm not changing them they are who they are yeah I can change these 18 19 20 year olds who are mm-hmm. students at the University of Maryland who see my journey and like all of a sudden I'm like the movement from like water girl to operations like anybody who like doesn't want to be a trainer anymore they come upstairs they're like well irritated and i like <laughs> a lot of hard work goes into it but it's just showing them like there's opportunities to do things and like but it's whatever you want to do like yeah. If I want to be the best at whatever, go call them. Yeah. Go find out how they're the best. I still call people and find out like, what are you doing to continue to like be locked in, be engaged, not have burnout like, in this climate of like nil. With half my players all get paid more than me, and I'm like, but I still have a job to do. Like, right. I, You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, there's a lot of animosity involved. Yep. There's a lot of like, I I do all this, you haven't done nothing, and you're getting paid out or $200,000, or $50,000, like, right. I gotta work half a year to get that, right. like, you know what I mean, and it, right. it's non-stop, and so, but the humility of it is, like, I'm here, this is service oriented, yeah. like, I'm here
0: for a purpose, yeah. Which leads me to what I, exactly what I was gonna say, because yeah. it sounds like helping others seems to be your purpose, and yeah. life, what, did you think that doing that, like, helping others was going to look like this? When you were younger. Yeah.
2: I think, yeah, probably not in this way. I don't know. Like, because I thought, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor. And I never was gung on like, what I wanted to do. Because I was like, if I become a doctor, I want to do, I want to work at this volunteer thing or do this community engagement. But, like, that was always my thing. Like, just helping, giving back. If I had $2, you were, you could have two. You know what I mean? I didn't care. Like, um, but I didn't know that work could be like this. Like, I didn't Mm. know... I thought it had to be separate like you had to go volunteer somewhere you had to go go with an organization and do that and like I didn't know that like in my own work that I'm getting paid to do and like help me survive like I could help others and I think that's so maybe people don't value their jobs like that like maybe like other people don't look at their jobs I think no matter what you do you're doing something and probably helping others it's not just aimless like I hope but I don't know like it's just this job <laughs> maybe it is I don't know sometimes it is yeah and, and, and once again like I for for a lot of times like I worked at a surgery center so like I'm help like people are having surgery so like right. I feel like I'm helping the right,
0: right. but
2: like yeah and I, I guess I haven't really worked in a lot of places because maybe that's my personality like I want to be around people I want mm-hmm. to how what is my role here and how am I servicing and that's important for me to get a job like yeah. is this gonna or long lasting I'm like Go talk to you. I can't just be around you all day like can't be your system forever Mm-hmm. and led me to this job where now it's like tenfold. Like I'm helping every single person in the building, I'm helping top, bottom, wherever you are in the process. So it's been super rewarding, but no, I, I don't think I really understood the impact I would have and how that has like fed back
1: into myself and like what I want to do now, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'll just say from a 757 perspective, it's inspiring. I don't even feel like yeah. it's yeah. enough adjective. I mean, I feel like you've taken or at least the way that I personally look at sports is that I look at our players and think about um, the development that goes into them, even from that high school, you know, A- entry sure. level. Because, like you said, we all know sometimes is full of sports talent, but that doesn't translate on the collegiate level mm-hmm. or like the professional level. And it's like, well, why not? What's yeah. happening? What?
0: Where are the gaps? That. Like, what? Right. Something
1: is going on that you know these two could make it, but the rest of y'all couldn't. Right. And, you were better than him. Like, you're yes, like, right. like
2: I'm, right. I'm confused. Like, oh. coaches' education, like, it's all on the people who are leading them right. to be educated and to know that, like, all of the different aspects, like, you have to know what they're looking for. You have to be engaged and then, like, sometimes the coaches are like, why I got the best live receiver in the whole right. country? Yeah. Like, but. it
1: mean that everyone, like, sure, they're right. looking at them, but your player doesn't even know what to do when he's being recruited? Right. Like, how to advertise them. They, they are for. MFing people on
2: Twitter. They are like, co-signing god knows what and like retweeting and so like all of that and i mean i didn't touch on even that but we we have a partnership with open doors and it's a company like if you get a brand evaluation right Mm. like it's gonna cost you thousands of dollars as an individual so as the university we have this um partnership with them so like our kids get free brand evaluations every platform uh youtube tiktok twitter instagram so it's like hey that tweet Mm. that you said that like when you were 13 delete it and, like, hey, this is when you should post. And, like, we are now investing all these things into them. And, like, once again, it's at the college level. So, like, right. at so, so much has already happened in their life. Right. But, like, educating them on what's to come and, like, how to approach it. And, like, you have to be a professional long before you're actually a professional. And so that's that's the real thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing, like, any person should know getting a job, like, you keep just walking, in and you, you're the one like with the attitude, and like <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, "Can you write me a recommendation letter?" It's like
0: you skip ten classes. Hey, unfortunately, you
2: can't.
0: Yeah, and yeah, so, they do. Yeah, and
2: so, like terrible. it's terrible, and like they do, and like they don't understand this. Stuff, and like I think it's just getting worse a little bit. But like I tell my interns all the time, I'm like, what? "I only know you when you show up to be here. Yeah. Like I'm not going home with you. I'm not to class with you. Like." You have to vote your best before and I don't care who's here. Well, that means, like, we're a casual work environment. Like, I dress like this. But, like, there's also a time are a lot of days wear hoodies. Yeah. You can't, mother people in normal workplaces. Like, this is a football building. Like, we say a lot of things that probably should be said. publicly. you can't do that <laughs> other places. Like, stop. Don't TTY all your teacher. It's like, don't. <laughs> And don't, okay, this isn't, I don't know what it means. It's going to be like, all right. It's going to be like, I. They'll say yeah. What <laughs> is it? I don't know what it <laughs> I
0: no, R? Uh, I don't know. But you know. they like R. But and it means
1: R. But, but, okay. but like, so like, uh, I, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm the <laughs> cool director of But like, don't, y'all. Y'all hit me with that. She said, please don't R. Yep. Yeah.
2: Or the GC, the group chat. And I was like, what? Yeah, the, the kids love a
1: good acronym. Yeah, I and agree. I just, I'm not on the
2: same page. So, anywho, it's just so many things that like, if we helped them, and remember in, um, in middle school, remember we had like the Young Gentlemen's Club, mm-hmm. and I just like thought that oh,
0: yeah. we had a lot. of We were so di- yeah, yeah, Jmms,
1: okay,
0: the yeah, best experience.
1: Jaguar. I was eating do this. Hey, I just want God was Right. We had laptops. We, I ain't going to
2: no tax, I ain't no tax, but I ain't yeah. y'all weren't
0: being the Easy Beasy fan, but
2: I don't get it. We is, it Did we have a tax? No, I don't think so. Um, but really, when you look at like, I can't even do that. Okay, so like, I came from JMMM, So I went to Magnet schools in Turkey, I was in the baccalaureate program Mm in Hampton right and so then you go to do that high school that's like everybody got kicked out of every other school and so and I'm walking in we have uniform this is a public school
0: we have uniform you should
2: be confused second day, school girl gets stabbed and I at that point had never probably seen a real fight like from the roots it was like the entire wig and track was out and the scout like part of the 80, scalp like yeah. and so <laughs> and then it was my first time I was like look I only have hair to my scalp so if my if someone right. grabs it we're done right. it. like that's it right. and so I realized like I was trying to start with a young gentleman with there layer I was <laughs> like that wasn't going to work um because people like we so we had three bus stops around we were on the corner we had three like metro bus stops mm-hmm. and like there is Deontay and he's on the bus we're supposed to be in first period though he got on the bus to get here and now he's on the bus to go elsewhere and I was like from first fear, looking out the window and it was just such a different environment I'm like schools up here didn't have the same intimacy that we did in um in Hampton I guess so it was just a different it was different and I, my fear was like so many of those I mean my high school graduation was like 150 kids we started wow. like 400 and like wow. what happened to them wow. I don't know how many went to college so it's like this being a professional starts literally when you're younger yeah. and like if you're not getting it then like by the time you get to us we're like unpeeling this onion and yeah. like oh my god trauma in this and that now it's worse like and so parents just drop them off here and like, have fun <laughs> I'm like thank you very much like um but yeah it, it is it is it is super rewarding and, and I mean you got to be a special person because it's patience it's it's parenting yeah it yeah. ain't your kid you you know, know well, from
0: what yeah. I've gathered, they have a special person to do it. So yeah.
2: You know, I love the no, perfect person. To no, no it. go yeah. Terps! It's it's a tough place. We're in the DMP. where like there's a lot going on here. You're not isolated in a in a college town, yeah. so it's like you 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 face a lot. So yeah, no, we we love what we do here, and I'm glad you guys got to come and see yes. and get to see how we live. And um, no, anybody who wants to come to the University of Maryland, it's a great place to be. Yeah. It really is, Sounds and it, like it gives you everything you need for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. do you have
2: anything else you want to tell For people? the peeps? For the peeps. Go turps! <laughs> Come on now. Go turps! No, but I, I would say for anybody looking, and I don't know the point of this is, like, learning about me or the turfs or whatever, but, like, follow your gut feeling, follow your heart. Like, we are only alive on this earth for so long, and, like, you need to do what you want to do for you. Because when the doors close at the end of the night, you have to deal with your burdens, you have to deal with your ups and your downs. Like, no one else is coming in there with you, so... I just say that all the time. And that's in relationships, too. At the end of the day, like, you're responsible for your relationships, your your situationships, and so much more. But um, just be more. happy. Like, do your thing. And, like, money, I promise you, boo-boo, the money ain't going to solve the problems. And it doesn't. And it hasn't for me. And I would have, it came when it needed to come for me. Like, my money came back tenfold where I am right now. I get contract negotiations next week. I'm ready. Coach Ox if you're watching. Pay um, her pay her. her money. Yeah. And so and, and it comes back. Like it, it will come back. And like what I do for these kids, like that effortless cause they are gonna be good. Yeah. And that's what I care about. So yeah. yeah. For the kids.
1: <laughs> A new FTK. That's yeah. that's beautiful. A that's new
0: F T K. Yes.
1: Well, thank you so much. No problem, my loves. I appreciate
0: you guys. Yes. Oh, this
1: was great.
0: This was great. Yay! Okay.